Hello, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. Each week, as I'm sure you know, we talk about what's going on with marriage and us. James, what's going on with us? Previously on Defining Marriage, little Herman was alerted to a disruption at an office, but he was far, far away. He had to return before he could address the terrible disruption. Are you doing a Shatner impression, or are you just dying? (laughs) No, I'm trying to remember the sequence of events accurately and correctly, and convey them to the humans. Oh, okay, so wait, there was a disruption at the office? Yes, you, on the very last Defining Marriage, previously on Defining Marriage, Majel Barrett got her tits out and Uh said, Oh, Deanna, look at them. Remember how good they tasted? Uh, I'm not sure if this is... uh, uh, Why don't you touch them up, touch them up, buttercup, baby, and Deanna Troy. Okay. You are a boy. You went back home to Connecticut, and you got a letter from the editor there. Oh, I see what you're leading up towards. Yes, you got a letter from the editor. I got a letter... Well, kind of. And the editor said, hear ye, hear ye, there's something at the office. There's something at the office, yeah. So I got a email from my editor at The Stranger who said, there's some letters here for you and a package, a wooden crate. So I went in on Friday to retrieve everything and unravel this mystery, and the mystery has only deepened. I have part of the mystery right here. Careful with that. I don't want to damage it, but here is part of the mystery I hand it to you. Yes. So, inside the wooden crate, is this, yes, okay. So, listeners, inside the wooden crate was a, what appears to be a stone statue. Now, I actually think it's made of plastic, but uh, it is made to look like a stone statue of some sort of oceanic idol with a weird tentacle face and an octopus carved into one side and what might be snails carved in the other side. There's some snails I see. There's some waves. There's a serpenty A seabird of some kind. Uh, there's a there's squid. A squid down there and a Viking ship up top. Yeah. It's all carved into this wooden thing that's... I don't know. What would you say that's the size? It's the size of like a family's thermos. But oh, you, you the family thermos. I remember when I received great grandmother's thermos. Well, not like a personal thermos you take to the gym, but like a thermos that you take camping for like larger amounts of drinks. Uh, okay, I was gonna say it's like a like a one liter bottle of milk. That is such a better description than <laughs> what I gave you. Uh, no, that's a quart. If you if you say so, I don't know. It's it's big and it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to clock you over the head with this, it, it would, would be, hurt. It would be probably a, good 25 pounds. Yeah, it could be like a clue murder weapon. Yeah. I don't know if it's 25 pounds, but it's heavy. It's heavy. It, so, And it came with uh, a letter, handwritten. Well, in quotes. Yeah, handwritten in quotes, uh, on some notebook paper. That's the sound of it. And the letter says... This is it. There was no easy way to get it out of the museum. They've got me on camera, but I was covered up. I was wearing a hoodie and someone else's hands. They're looking for me now. They won't find me. This was the last piece that I needed. Now I know for sure that I'm not going crazy. It still sounds crazy. It's like this stuff comes straight out of Grandpa Dan's bedtime stories. But I'm an adult now. When I, when Interpol and the Norwegian government were so evasive about any father... About my father's shipwreck, I knew I'd have to find the truth on my own. So, uh, that's just a, a, a sample to whet your oof, your appetite, get it all nice and wet. Mm-hmm. But it also, uh, so that, that note was included along with all of these packages. Yeah, that- so there's various mailings that were shipped to me. 
They come from Wong Trading International in mm-hmm. Toronto, Ontario, and they've got uh, handwritten, in this case, maybe actually handwritten, um, little things stapled to them, saying mailing one, mailing two, mailing three, and uh, each envelope has got different things in it. And I don't know if these were meant to arrive separately. I don't think that they were. I think that they were meant to arrive together and to be opened sequentially. So this here's mailing two contains a torn out uh, page from a magazine from the eighties for the uh, wave for a wavelength computer. It's got a picture of a woman and a computer, and it says it can't replace her yet. It can't cook her clean, but the QX wavelength eighty five hundred is still the most capable home computer on the market. Sure, she make she makes a mean tray of brownies, but can she manage cash flow statements, word processing, budgeting databases, and run the latest video games? That's a tall order. With its four K sixty four K of RAM, its dual floppy disk drives, and its full suite of productivity and entertainment software, the QX wavelength eighty five hundred is ready to deliver. It may not get her work done, but it can definitely handle yours. Uh. So I don't think that's related to anything, because on the other page... Yeah, I, the think, other side, I think what you were meant to look at yes, is this part. The other side of the page that's torn out is a magazine story that says, Recovered Norwegian fairy tale serves as warning to gothic invaders. Uh, and it's an 80s-looking magazine story about uh, an extraordinary discovery made, recent auction, state sales turned up, an extremely rare manuscript, folk stories... Um, uh, what are we left with a fairy tale that does not behave like a fairy tale? It cannot be a fairy tale about uh, recovering underwater treasure. Um, and that came with a little talisman, like a little plastic. I, I think it's supposed to look like it's carved out of wood, but it, it's it's not. It's woodish. It's woodish. Uh, talisman with a strange rune carved on it and a, a nylon rope slipped through the rune. Um so we've got Ancient one of those. nylon. Ancient nylon. And maybe it's meant to be like Scrimshaw. Is that meant to be like a Scrimshaw oh, rune? It could be a Scrimshaw rune. There's also in, in another mailer an invitation to the Hilla collection this Saturday, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Invited attendees only. Please bring two pieces of photo ID. And that came with a note that said something like, here's an invitation to something that has the same rune that I carved on your talisman or something like that. I'm using these words kind of interchangeably. Here you go, James. So yeah, it's a bunch of mailings with mysteries. You got a mailing mystery. Now you have yet to dig into the mysteries. Yeah, it I haven't seems dug like the too sort deep. Of thing that like there are some URLs in the mix. Mm-hmm. There are, there are various things that seem like they want you to go on an internet adventure. Yes. Um, but we have not done that. Now this is all probably going to be an ad for Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> it's entirely possible. In fact, this entire podcast from episode one <laughs> has been sponsored by Crystal Pepsi. It's all been a very poor buzz marketing scheme uh, yes. to drive people away to, to lure them in with the promise of marriage equality and mm-hmm. then send them running for the hills with boudoir babies yeah. and then sell them crystal pepsi that's right and now last we can reveal ah. <coughs> see the lips see the lips that's the slogan is it <coughs> oh because it's clear you can see through <coughs> oh boy yikes <coughs> oh my oh, this no, is excellence this is in broadcasting <coughs> It wasn't even Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, it wasn't? <laughs> anyway. You fraud. 
So this is some kind of mystery that we're going to dig into the bottom of. Uh, listeners, if you by any chance do happen to know what this mystery is, please do not reveal, uh, because I'm interested in uh, puzzling these things out and, and figuring out what exactly it is on my own. We should provide an, an image of this yeah. thing, because this thing, it's quite a thing. It's got heft. So if you go to definingmarriage.com, I'll put this in the show notes, an image of the strange plastic resin idol that we received it's uh it is a stone mystery it seems to be weighted heavily towards the bottom and james uh, had a theory that if you dunk it in water maybe it would it would dissolve the bottom would dissolve and some treasure would come out i'm not sure about that i don't know i I think there's something in this and i think that through the course of the mystery the the grand reveal is going to be that we figure out how to get inside this squid man Mm. um maybe you put in boiling water Maybe. I mean, it looks like there's... Uh, the light in here is not great, but it looks like there's, like, a, a line, like a water line on it already, mm. and it seems like it's weighted to stay down in water, and also the bottom looks like it's made out of a completely different material than the rest of it, mm. so I don't know. I think it, it's possible that we might be getting into this thing at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if it's a fleshlight? I, I mean, it w- it's about... Yeah. It's about the right size. Yeah, it's think? about... Well, that's what we should have used at the beginning instead of uh, uh, the family thermos, <laughs> uh, the family fleshlight. It. It's like a beer stein size. It's bigger than that. I mean, unless... I mean, the, it, this is... Can you imagine if you had that much beer in you? No, this is, I think... This is like if you go to a professional German place... <laughs> sure. You'll get beer in a thing about roughly this size. Maybe. A little, a little larger than a fleshlight. Sure. Sure. This is this is like the family flashlight though, because you could you could uh, double penetrate you this could. one. You could come in from both ends. Sure. Or sure. Yeah. All right. Well, here you go. Don't make me hold on to this. Okay. I'm just gonna kind of hold it down here. That's erotic, and I'm gonna be very distracted for the rest of the podcast. I just want to touch your silky thighs. Oh, silky, silky. Because mm, okay. they've got spiders on them. Oh, that's about right. <laughs> James, what oh. else is going on? I'm back from Miami. You're oh, still here. Your you're, hair looks nice today. You're back, baby. And you dreamed a dream. I did. I dreamt that I was cast in Hamilton. Now, that's not what you told me originally. No, that's kind of where we arrived. So I dreamt that I was cast last minute in a biopic about the life of Margaret Hamilton. Is it called a biopic if it's for the stage? I guess. I don't is that know. more like a bio prance? I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, the life story, the musical life story of Margaret Hamilton, the witch from The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Lind Halloween special. Yes. And, uh, Everybody's favorite hatchet-faced hag, who in your <clears throat> telling of her life story mm-hmm. was green. Yes. She was just green. IRL. Like, her whole life, like, she just had green skin, and mm-hmm. that's why she was cast as the witch in my dream. Yes. And so, James, when I told him this, he was like, oh, it's Hamilton, but not that Hamilton. Yes, I, and, and then we got to discussing how you would perform such a show, and the way you would do it, of course, is, is the audience would show up, and they'd be like, I can't believe we got tickets to Hamilton. This is amazing and so cheap. They were only like $1,200. <laughs> and they get there, and it's just you come out, mm-hmm. painted green, mm-hmm. uh, wearing some trash bags mm-hmm. with a Swiffer, yep. and you just go, Wickedness! You know, it's like, oh, this is is not what I thought Hamilton was going to be. And you do that for two and a half, three hours before the first intermission, and the audience notices, oh, this, this playbill, this isn't actually a, a playbill at all. It's just a, a damp handy wipe. I don't know who, who who is this playing playing Hamilton. They look around, like, the oh theater God. is... This might actually just be an, an old storage container. <laughs> Ding dong, I'm alive! <laughs> 
How did I uh, attract this audience in the first place? Uh, you were handing out damp handy wipes at the tickets booth in Times Square. And, okay, so I've got a storage container somewhere in New York City. Sure you do. Or maybe it's in New Jersey, I don't know. And I've lured some people. There. How do I keep up those noises for so long? When is the actual end of the show? How do they know when the show's over? When It's just whenever they wander out. Oh. They wander out Wait, into the night. Wait, am I just doing it 24 hours a day yeah. like, a, like a Chuck E. Cheese robot? Yeah, you are. In fact, you are a Chuck E. Cheese robot. Oh, no. Yes. This dream is erotically transformed oh, into no. uh, the Rock of Fire fuck fuck. Oh, God. This is the worst. It's like a furry ASFR uh fantasia of horrors and there's also there's the witch element there's uh-huh. there's showbiz sure uh, this touches so many this different is the, the greatest horror <laughs> sure it touches so many different different um fetishes including hamilton yeah alexander hamilton the most erotic of presidents he wasn't a president the most erotic of presidents sure uh he must have been the president of something if not the united states i'm sure he was president of the chess club he was or president of the margaret hamilton fan club oh oh do you think margaret hamilton's named after alexander hamilton uh, she's a direct descendant oh. he was notoriously green <laughs> and he rode around on a broomstick sure well he d- he is green on the money oh you yeah. look at the money and oh. he's green in fact i think all of the bills are in full color those were just green people. Those just green men? Yeah. Are they from Mars? Uh, well, women are from Venus. <laughs> so, so, wait. Did, this is not a, a question that makes sense. I was about to ask. Do you think Alexander Hamilton laid the egg that uh, Margaret Hamilton came out of? <laughs> we really, really need to get you up to date on human reproduction. And, and American history. All these things. Anyway, uh, so this is a perfect opportunity for me to uh, tell you all about the Supreme Court. Perfect. Yeah. What have you heard lately about the Supreme Court? That Pizza Hut has a new pizza named in their honor. Well, you probably haven't heard much because they're on vacation. Oh, okay. So they haven't been doing anything. It's just the eight of them. Eight is enough. That's the new Republican logo, slogan. Eight is enough. Honestly, if they went with that, I'd have some amount of respect for it. So <clears throat> they still have not confirmed poor Barrett Garland, the man whose entire life has been leading up to this. Sure. And Direct like, descendant of Judy Garland. Mm, yes. It, quite. So the, the full, the Hamilton circle is complete. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It's like a snake eating its tail. Mm, is that what's getting appointed to the court yep yep it's gonna be an arabarus mm-hmm. uh no so donald trump says um he had this list of 11 weirdos who he might appoint to the supreme court maybe okay. he wouldn't say for sure so he had that list a couple of months ago now the latest rumors from reliable sources uh-huh. we don't know who uh is that he might appoint peter thiel to the supreme court okay you might be familiar with him. I'm He's not. the founder of PayPal, the gay okay. Republican who addressed the Republican National Convention. Okay. Uh, anyone's guess what this would mean for overturning marriage equality, which is still a thing that some Republicans believe they can get away with. Sure. I mean, also anyone's guess. Uh, I can. I think I could make a pretty good guess how that um, confirmation process is going to go. That's a good point. I mean, it's not like he just gets... I mean, obviously, Obama picked someone, and no one seemed to give a shit. I feel like if Trump picked, uh, you know, Bozo the Clown and put him in front of Congress, there is a, a means by which Congress can be like, eh, no. That does happen now and then, notoriously, with uh, Robert Bork. It's happened many yeah, times. Yeah, it's happened many times. Um, generally, they get through, but not always. And uh, yeah, they could say no, but then again, who knows what's going to happen? Like, sure, politics is not a predictable thing right now. So, 
Sure. Okay. So marriage equality. He's he's a he's a gay Republican, and Republicans don't want marriage equality. But he's a gay. So so who even knows? Okay. He um, could be one of those gays who's just like, I think we're beyond marriage, or I don't think the government should be involved in marriage, or this is an unfair usurpation of of state sovereignty. I mean, like everything, this seems like a stunt meant to just stir up people talking about like, oh, he's gay, but he's Republican, but he's this, but he's that. Let's, you know, go around in circles speculating about what he might do and why Trump is doing this and what it means. And like, you get into all the uh, sports talk around politics rather than like, I don't know, paying attention to anything that really matters. Mm. Like, it seems like this is a move just to get people talking in circles about something that probably is never going to happen. Um, and in all that talk about like, you know, oh, what, what, what deals are being made and what does this mean? And what, what can we read in the tea leaves? And let's get people to give their opinion about it. Um, like there's like real stuff that could be getting done. Um, that just isn't. Yeah. Well, we could hold a confirmation hearing or, uh, I don't know, we could release Donald Trump's tax information or we could talk about a million things. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, is there anything to be said about this? Like, so, like, you know, there was a probably planned leak to get people talking about this. Uh, Aside from that, is there anything worth talking about? No, only that Peter Thiel, uh, apparently, this is rumor mill again, uh, consumes human blood. So, he's doing some sort of, like, He's deeply involved in longevity stuff, like extending the span of the human life. And okay. so part of that is he's got a whole company set up to research I- immortality. Sure. And uh, it is rumored that he takes treatments that include the consumption of human blood that has been genetically engineered in some way. Mm. Okay, so there is research that suggests that when you put younger blood into older animals... Um, it actually does have a lot of benefits. Um, not that it necessarily makes them immortal, but that it can repair damage that otherwise would have just stayed around or accumulated or gotten worse. So I don't think the way that those treatments are done is that someone drinks the blood of, of youth. While cackling, surrounded uh, by candles? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably like a fecal transplant isn't, uh, you know... Well, actually, there you do eat the poo. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe he does just... It's true what they say about gays! It's true. It's true. Maybe he eats the poo, and maybe he drinks the blood. The other fun thing about him is that he actually applied for a clerkship with uh, Justice Kennedy, and Justice Scalia was rejected for both. How long ago? Not recently, like as a law student. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, So, it wasn't just like a few weeks ago he tried to join the Supreme Court as a clerk. Okay. Well, I mean, he seems like a fun stunt in a year of fun stunts, and we've got a really uh, great TV show and a really sad country happening right now. Yeah, I think that's about right. So you might as well take the take the pleasures where you can find them. But in in the bucket of blood, uh, you may remember last week where oh, last week on this podcast, James said some gibberish. Did I? You probably. No. I can think we can assume. Uh, you also said some intelligent things. Never. Accidentally. You. We were talking about, remember Tim Kaine? Who? 
No, that was exactly what you said last week. Hillary's running mate. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy. And how he was like, I believe the Catholic Church will come around on the issue of gay marriage. Yeah, oh, right, right. Oh, Timmy. So, uh, this week his bishop has said, no, we won't. Oh, yeah. So, Tim Kaine's bishop is Francis X. DiLorenzo. <laughs> it's a great name. Uh-huh. Was he involved in the making of Barbarella? Oh, Francis De- What was his name? Dino De Laurentiis. That's yes. What but of. I feel like I, th- this guy would fit right in that, like, you know, the Ugo Tognacci and that sort of thing. Mm. So, Babarella. Bishop Di Lorenzo says, despite recent statements from the campaign trail, the Catholic Church's 2,000-year-old teaching to the truth about what constitutes marriage remains unchanged and resolute. Sure. And will for probably another 600 years, and there'll be various oopsies about now. I mean, or, or who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you're presuming that the human race will exist in 200 uh, Yeah, that's, years. I mean, actually what I was thinking there. I'm like, boy, oh boy, in 600 years, I mean, is there going to be... Uh, the, the just the capacity to have something like a Catholic church. Mm. Maybe, maybe, or maybe, maybe. not. Or uh, might we'll be see. living like chinchillas, which I would look Ooh. forward to, taking dust, dust baths, baths and living yeah. in a hole. Oh, and getting skinned to make a coat? Sure. Mm. By our robot uh, overlords. Oh, that's what's going to happen. We're, robots are going to take over and grow us for our pelts. Possibly. We do for have For rich lovely, robots. Yes, we have beautiful pelts. Your hair looks very nice today. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Are it's you doing a very? Are nice you being swoop? facetious? No, it looks very nice. I'm t- I'm petting it right now. Oh, my pelt. I like the little oh. swoop. Oh, my pelt. You my poor good. pelt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who drinks blood? Bats. The Catholic Church. Oh, if right. we want to talk about uh, lunatics drinking blood. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they love it. They love a big a big bucket of blood. Bishop says redefining marriage furthers no one's rights, least of all those of children who should not purposely be deprived of the right to be nurtured and loved by a mother and a father. Furthers no one's rights. So fuck you, Bishop DiLorenzo. Lorenzo. Uh huh. Yeah. What else have we got going on this week? Shall we talk about the hot topic of the week? It's it's is it about <sighs> drinking blood? Because Hot Topic makes me think about uh, doing the dance of the vampires. If only that was in that show. You know Dance of the Vampires. The Jim Steinman oh, part course. jukebox musical, part yeah. just uh, vampire shit show. Yeah. It's got uh, Turnaround Bright Eyes in it. Yeah. So they made a stage musical about vampire stuff, and it was real serious and gothic in Germany. And then they brought it to the U.S. and fixed it by making it self-referential and funny without actually being funny so it's a real uh it's a real disappointment you look up some of those german clips though dance mm. of the vampires there's something there's something to it if you're a jim steinman fan and i know you are because who isn't nope pardon me that's jim steinman now on the phone here he is i got dance in the pants and i want to go to france Uh, i'm just going to disable my phone here Mm. Oh, I don't... Uh, there we go. Uh, oh, boy. The new interface has me confused on the iPhone. Anyway, so all the kids are talking about this week's topic of interest on Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade. Oh, uh, the program with the man and the woman. That's it. That yeah. You identified it. Uh-huh. It's the one thing with the man and the woman. So Brian Safi, our hero, has finally, at long last broached the topic of the plebiscite. He has, which means we don't have to talk about it, right? <laughs> well, there are a few things he didn't mention. Oh, boy. Okay. So, first of all, there's just a depressing little story out of Perth, a place in Australia. Yeah. There was a nice mural that someone painted of a gay couple, and it said it's about time, uh, legalized marriage or something like that. It's uh-huh. been vandalized three times, uh, or no, sorry, multiple times in three months. Um, so that's a real bummer. Is this by the guy who goes uh, and puts the acid in the lube? 
That's an oh, Australian thing. Yeah, we forgot about that. The Australian no, I mean, it didn't have much to do with marriage. No. I mean, no. I don't think a lot of marriages were happening in that club. Oh, you don't know. That's true. A marriage of penis to butt. Well, that marriage, yes. And you, you may... You may attach the ring. What do they say? You may present the ring? <laughs> How does it you go? You may attach the ring. You may attach the ring. Is that What do you say when someone gets married? You may augment the woman. <laughs> you may slip it in. <laughs> you you may kiss. I know you, they say you may kiss the bride. Do uh-huh. they just say the ring, please? Isn't that what they say? And then someone starts playing Wagner's ring cycle? Sure, and seven days later you die. But speaking of acid, you you had an experience with acid recently. Oh boy, did I ever. The acid on oh, the mantle. Oh, yes, in Phantasmagoria. I, yes. So, uh, I, I James has been making me play, making me play. James put me in front of Phantasmagoria, and I had a ball. <laughs> it was such fun. It's a full motion video game from 1995, a... I don't know, adventure slash horror survival game, kind of where you... It's a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. So what they did is they built this entire CG environment with uh, very bad CG and then put live-action blue-screened into it. So it looks really unsettling and uncanny. Uh, I've been playing that for the last two days. I beat the game. Finally, oh, the mechanic at the end is so bad. You'll die and it'll push you back like a couple decision points in the game with no information about what you need to be doing differently. And it may not push you back far enough that you can change the outcome. So you have no idea what to do for the last half of the game. And it's incredibly frustrating. I had to restart, like start a new game from scratch. Fortunately, it would let you skip to the last chapter, which is bizarre, but okay. Anyway, uh, Phantasmagoria. It was fun to play. Acid. There's acid in the game. Someone needs a drain cleared. This is like a major plot point for half the chapters is clearing that drain. So she has to go into town. She gets the drain cleaner. And apparently it's made of sulfuric acid, which is uh, the chemical composition is H2SO4. It's one of those useless pieces of trivia that I just happen to have bumbling around in my brain. Can't remember my own age, but I can remember chemical composition of sulfuric acid. Anyway, the very end of the game, you throw sulfuric acid on the bad guy. Is that what you wanted me to talk about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you did it. You described it. I did. What what fun. What, what fun we what have. What fun we have. We're throwing acid Throwing at, acid in the men. scary game. It's not scary is the problem. Everything's so brightly lit. It's like Friends. <laughs> it really, like, everything is bright. Everything is colorful. Friends Kafka. Friends. I'm not sure about that. Make 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 up a make up a German I mean a, a Russian pun about Seinfeld and I'll maybe I'll have some respect for you for once. Uh, Rochelle Rochelle. Oh, the story of one girl's journey from Milan to Minsk. Strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Yes, that's uh, also the subtitle of your autobiography. That's the song of my autobiography. Uh, other real quick other Australian news is that the government is giving the yes side and the no side. They each get seven point five million dollars. Congratulations, everyone! Don't spend it all in one place. Uh, they, uh, TV stations will be required to carry ads from both sides, and the Australian Christian League confirms that they will be running ads about safe schools and genderless sex ed. What does that have to do with marriage? Okay. Uh, that's what they will say when they throw a smoke bomb and run away through a hole in the wall that is shaped like the Kool-Aid man. Okay, and so... Which is just what doors are in Australia. Sure. They do not want safe schools, I assume. They, they safe schools are bad. No, safe schools are bad. Okay, it's, why is that? It's a Trojan horse oh. in, in, that they will use to introduce genderless sex ed. Genderless sex ed? What? what? People will be having genderless sex. 
I don't know. It's, you know, this anti-bullying stuff. And I mean, at least they're a lot more blatant in Australia where essentially they're saying, but we need to bully. Bullying is, is free speech. It's part of our religion. So they want uh, unsafe schools. So, oh, wait, are, so are they saying that or are they just saying that that safe schools are a dangerous Trojan horse? So are they saying it's a dangerous Trojan horse or are they saying that we our speech requires us to bully people? kids who are different they both but they do not say we are required to bully kids who are different they they would phrase it differently but our religion requires us to uh speak the truth about the dangers of homosexuality okay and what are those dangers Mm, it uh i don't know that it'll lead it'll lead to genderlessness yes yes that it will rob children of the right to a mother and a father uh, and all that stuff and, and violation of privacy in locker rooms what and oh well this is their latest thing it's like women deserve privacy in locker rooms not to have men dressed as women leering at them mm, okay i mean honestly locker rooms are the worst we should all have privacy in locker rooms i don't want anyone in the locker room with me i want a locker room all to myself sure <sighs> all right uh, and that has to do with marriage how that it, that it, what, same-sex marriage is the first step to a man putting on a wig and, and stalking a locker room? Yeah, doodly doodly doop. I don't know. We'll have to see what their ads are, because who even knows? Okay. But they seem to conflate all these things. Anyway, the way that this was reported um, by one particular Australian newspaper... Oh, the other thing is that uh, none of their ads uh, are going to be required to be truthful. So really? It is not a requirement. There's no mechanism to enforce truthfulness in these political ads. Huh. Yes. Okay. So the ones- Well, I mean, I guess we don't have that here, so why would they? We do, in fact. We, mm, uh, mm, where, has it ever been enforced? It, it is. Uh, it takes several years. Oh, okay. So- well, so, so, it's, so it's not. We so don't no. really have that. We don't. Because, uh, I mean, the whole point is you want to make your impression during the election. Who cares if five years later you have five, to pay yes. a little fine? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they don't even have that. Um, okay. The sides that are getting government money will be required to speak the truth, but uh, not others. And the way that that was reported by a Australian newspaper is quote agencies free to tell porkies oh yeah i guess that's australian slang for lies porkies well it's also uh leering at people in locker rooms so it's very appropriate you see you see what gay marriage leads to i assume the movie porkies is about gay marriage it well it has a very strong subtext Mm, the title alone sounds really filthy so wait i think i missed something here they're going ahead with the plebiscite maybe okay because if they don't go ahead with the plebiscite then there is no funding yes and no messaging right because there's no yes or no to vote on that is correct okay well i mean it, it it does seem like a colossal waste of money. Yes. Okay. Huge. Huge. And I, if it's, you know, if they have to pay for both sides to run ads and stuff, I still don't understand who this benefits. The plebiscite itself? The just, the, just this whole process of if 70% of the country is on board and there are bills that are ready to go, I just don't understand who... Clearly, this benefits someone. Who does this benefit? <sighs> I guess politicians who don't want to go out on a limb and support gay marriage but they do want to go out on a limb and support spending millions and millions of dollars i mean spending millions of dollars on people i mean depending on what side you're on you're either saying like you know seven and a half million of my tax dollars is going to the yes vote which i disagree with or seven and a half million is going to the no vote which i disagree with yeah I mean, that must seem kind of galling. I mean, either way, like, oh, my side gets it too, but then, I don't know, like, I, how about we just let Congress decide, or whatever it is there, Parliament? Parliament. The cigarettes. 
Sure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they also have a wacky system where the parties are in charge of things more than they are here. Well, that's just the parliamentary system, right? I suppose. Uh, I don't know. No. I don't even know what Alexander Hamilton is. Yeah. So don't ask me about the kangaroo people. I mean, that's uh, most countries with a parliamentary system that have coalition governments because it's not it's not as binary and as winner right. take all as it is here. Right, right, right. So yeah, they've got the Greens and Liberals, and I think there's the. Uh, oh gosh, I don't even know the names of the parties, but they've got multiple parties. Mm-hmm. What fun! And uh, the monotremes. The mo- yeah, ooh, yes, the platypuses. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so I, I don't know. How does this benefit them to do a plebiscite instead of putting the bill forward? Um, there's the possibility that the bill could fail, and then it would make the party look weak. Well, I mean, the only benefit to the plebiscite, and I think they they touched on this in Throwing Shade, is that it's just a stalling mechanism. That it's the people who don't want marriage to happen just want to throw up red tape as long as possible. Oh, I can see how that benefits them, actually. Because by the time anything actually happens, they'll be out of office. So if marriage equality happens now, it'll make them look like they're weak and they can't stand up to the gays. Sure. So, okay, I see how the plebiscite helps. Just push it off, push it off, push it off. Well, up sure. your nose with a rubber hose. Right. And you can always do the thing when marriage equality comes up for a vote, where you're like, well, but this is a democracy. Shouldn't the people decide? Ugh, the people. Ugh. There's nothing worse in a democracy than the people. Get rid of them. Problem solved. Well, that's what may happen. So. Well, but it sounds like the people, I mean, like, like there are plenty of private polls where the people mm-hmm. have spoken yeah we have a pretty good sense uh support there is quite strong stronger than the u.s uh it's about where it was in ireland when they had their vote so good grief the comedian's a bear just do it i guess you could say that the no side hasn't had a chance to make their case no they have it they can make their case this is the way that it works with any bill i mean there are two bills in parliament right now to legalize marriage equality Mm -hmm. and they have debates and they have hearing and testimony uh, everybody gets to have their say. With but, can't they, it works. but can't they say that the, the, that the liberal Jewish media <laughs> has manipulated uh, the conversation so much and that the, the good Christians who are persecuted all over the world, uh, extremely persecuted, the most persecuted, in fact, of any group of people, that it's the persecuted Christians who have not had the, the money and the control and the access to get their message out about how we'll turn into genderless blobs. I guess uh, you could say that. Uh, the Pope wearing his fancy Prada shoes might tap dance into the room and, and make that case in his gilded chamber uh, oh, of gold. The, I, I mean, I don't know how many Catholic masses you've been to. It, it's a beg for money every week. Really? About how, how, how badly they need money. I've been to precisely one. You took me to a Christmas mass, and it was very pretty. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, that may not have had quite the emphasis. I, I don't think on Christmas they usually, I'm going to guess, they don't usually say, thank you for coming, happy Christmas, that'll be 20 bucks, please. Oh no no no! They still pat. They still do the collection. Oh, boy. Um, no, the co- every week and often you'll get like the cardinal's appeal or something like that. There's there's some <laughs> kind of. They- I know I know what that actually means, but uh, it just makes me think of a bird. Yeah no, every week they're begging for money in every church. They they never have enough money. It seems like it would be a good like screwy comedy from the twenties. The cardinal's appeal. <laughs> Maybe, you like, know, kind of a raunchy sure. 20, oh. by 20 standards. Well, that's like, not where I thought it was going. But. The, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's sort of like a British pantomime kind of... Um, the, the cardinal is a, is a randy old man, and he's appealing to the people of the village, and he just wants to put his hands down this farm daughter's blouse. 
Oh, she ain't a heavy governor. She's my daughter. Yep. That's the opening musical number. <laughs> cool, she looks pretty heavy to me. Uh, is the entire cast parrots? <laughs> the cardinal? I'm a, well, a cardinal's a bird. It always flies away. I don't know what its thing is. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us again this week. <laughs> If you've been enjoying the show, I'm not sure why, but thank you. And please let us know that you're okay. You can reach me at Matt Baum on Twitter. You can also leave a review on the iTunes store. And uh, you can also get my book, Defining Marriage. That's at definingmarriage.com. And uh, once again, a little reminder to you that you can see us live and in person if you're going to GamerX in Santa Clara? Santa Clara. Oh, now you've confused me. Yeah, I think it's Santa Santa Clara. Clara. By San Jose. Well, we're going to be at GamerX at the end of the month. We're doing a panel called Playing with Pride with the lovely... I'm not doing it. I'm sitting this one you're, out. Oh, you're sitting... That's right. Yes. Yeah, you you are doing it own. with it, but not, not on your own. You have a whole have, feast of, yeah. of flesh. I like having you sitting next to me, but uh, that's all right. I, I guess I'll turn you out into the world for a while. Anyway, I've got a panel with Tanya DePass and DJ Kirkland and Lauren Comp. These are game industry professionals and nerd industry professionals, and uh, they are just the most lovely people. We're going to be talking about the issues of interest to gays. We're going to be talking about issues of interest to LGBTs in the game industry. So come see us for that at GamerX. Anything else we want to poke what is, people about? What is that panel called? Oh, it's, I said the name of the panel. Playing what? with Pride. Oh, well. It's October 2nd. Uh, no, October 1st at 2 p.m. If people want updates on your Playing with Pride comings and goings, how do they get those? Oh, there is a way to do that. You go to playingwithpride.com and enter your email address, and you'll be the first to know what's up with our uh, project where we're interviewing LGBT gamers. But at any rate, it's been lovely to speak to you again. Thank you, everyone, for joining me, and by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Ah.